As I leave this job to start a new career, I wish I could say it has been a wonderful, positive experience working for this employer and that I have grown so much due to the quality staff and resources provided by management, but that wouldn't be the truth. And we're back. We're back, guys. Ain't living right. But that is a direct quote from an email that someone sent to all of the staff that we work with on their last day of work. And I couldn't agree more because, what was it, two days later, I find out that we've been being exposed to COVID. We've been being discriminated against. This email details um, his interaction with coworkers and management that was homophobic and directly made comments to him about being gay and his promiscuity. Yeah. And uh, he was harassed by a woman at work who was telling him, um, I guess, about her religion, obviously because he was gay. And <clears throat> I don't know. I I don't know what to say about. I just know we got that email at like 445 on Friday and the entire office blew up. Like if it was quiet, the second it came through, we were all like, what the fuck? And we hadn't even read it yet. We just saw how long it was and we knew he read the place to filth. He, I can imagine in my head, what is it that, um, those memes where it's like when I go to t uh, write somebody a per email and they're like, t -t 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 and it's just going on forever. Super fast. <laughs> Super fast. In my head, that's what was happening. There were head shakes. There was leaning back and forth. There was mm-hmm going on. <laughs> there, was, there was cracking of the knuckles, stretching like, hold on. Hold on. I need to make sure they hear me. <laughs> I couldn't. That he is my spirit animal. If you listen to this on any type of international frequency, I don't know because I don't know where you are anymore. You are my spirit animal. I can only aspire to be you when I leave. <laughs> um, I. But he he really called out a lot. He also said in there about supervisors putting things in people's evaluations mm. because the public had said something. So it was like, well, it clearly has to reflect in there. Yep. And he had to bring up like our guidelines for procedures and what he's done with his job in order to have them not put that negative thing on there. Mm -hmm. And that was something where I was like, that is way too common around here. When they want to bully you, they start putting that in written documentation because they know they cannot fire us if it's not in writing. So I'm going to try to bully you to put that in there regularly. And when I'm ready to be done with you, oh, it's been reflected for months now. Mm -hmm. It's, oh my God, it's so stupid that we really work for somebody that like would do that. We work for a place that would do that. And, you know, we've both experienced that where um, we've had stuff in our evaluation. Mm -hmm. And most of the time, <laughs> most of the time is because we're together, mm -hmm. that they're putting that stuff in the evaluation. And it's almost like they want to bully us to not be friends. Yeah. But like I was telling them, you're making the morale in here with my coworkers difficult because 
they don't want me around or you around because they're getting in trouble when they're near us because we're talking too much. Mm. And how is how are you turning my coworkers against me by threatening, you know, problems or evaluations or, you know, write-ups and stuff like that? And then turn around and say you're supporting us and you're supporting the staff. And, you know, we had a, a, a situation today where people were testing for COVID in the building we worked at and it was hush hush. And we've all had interactions with these people. And I was just supposed to go in, I guess, as business as usual and possibly expose more people. I mean, the lack of empathy and understanding, I believe. I don't know if you guys are dealing with this at your job, especially with COVID going on right now. But I just don't think we have to die to keep the economy going. Yeah, yeah, no. And so, like you were saying, a lot of the stuff in the past was minor and petty. So you're like, whatever, you're on some bullshit. And you would think with this event that it would be handled differently, but it wasn't. We see the same pattern. So, like... At our job, our probationary period is for an entire year, whereas most jobs, oh, it's like a 90 days. For us, it's a year. And so it really intimidates a lot of people into where they feel like they can't speak up for themselves or they can't say what they feel is wrong or ask for things that they want because they're like, I'm on probation and I don't want them to not pass me on probation and let me go once I reach that year. And that's horrible. And I know I felt it too, because like you said, with the talking, there was at one point where the person above my supervisor was told that I was chatty. And so then tells my supervisor, hey, you need to address this with her. And so she did. And then when she had an evaluation for me, he was like, you didn't write it on her evaluation though. And it needs to be on there. And I was just like, seriously, like someone else said that I kind of talked and so you buckled with that and you were like, it needs to be written in her file that she talks a lot. Yeah. And so then I was like scared. Like now I didn't want to consult with anybody. If I had a question, I didn't even want to ask because I'm like, with my luck, they're going to come around. They're going to say I was talking and now I'm going to get in more trouble. Right. And so that was stupid. And then I also had another situation with a break. I took a break pretty early on in the day. And again, the person above my boss is like, hey, she took a break at this time. I don't feel that's an appropriate time. Um, maybe you should present her with our policy on breaks because that doesn't need to be happening. Are you fucking serious? Because when I read it, it doesn't tell me a time I should be taking my break. It just says it needs to happen at some point between my start time and my lunch time. It doesn't say when. But let us also add the fact that even though we can't explain what type of job that we do for obvious reasons, um, there's times we don't get breaks. There's times we don't get lunch. There's times that we're running around and we're doing so much work that we basically started the day and ended the day. With and no break in between. With nothing. And we just pop our head up from our desk like, uh what just happened how is it five mm -hmm. like what just happened I'm not even done like what's going on and it's it's not that you know we're trying to be unrealistic about how jobs perform but this is a collective idea from the whole the whole place in one and there are people that aren't as passionate as both me and Yesenia are. And so they won't do the walkouts. They won't do the complaining. They won't do 
what needs to be done to make this change. And it's kind of frustrating because they're more than happy to complain about it, but they don't want to participate in trying to fix it. And after what just happened with this COVID issue, um, I'm on a whole new level of trying to fix this because as you guys may know, I have a six-year-old um, who is not the healthiest person in the world. And I was with him the entire time I was exposed unbeknownst to me. And then when I find out I was exposed, I'm on my way to work and they're telling me that I have to work. I have to go into the office and work. And I'm like, uh, I just found out that I was exposed. Like, what are you, what are you talking about? And the process is ridiculous. Um, it's not helping anyone. The people in our office range from 21 to 65. Like we, we have a really big base mm -hmm. of age in there, health issues. We have someone with chronic asthma. We have, you know, people with breathing problems. We, we have, have people that are pregnant. We have people that are pregnant. We have, um, uh, my one coworker today, her father is dealing with lung issues and she's really upset about it. And um, now, you know, she has to be at home and she's isolating herself within the home because she's so scared of transferring it to her parent. And I had to tell her about the exposure because everything was hush hush. And they're not telling us. They're not telling us. And I don't know if you guys are dealing with the same thing. And we just want to kind of highlight that before we get into uh, more non-serious matters. But if you guys are dealing with this and you have a union, um, reach out to them because this is not okay. It's not. Documentation. Documentation yes. too. Like remember who you spoke to, what they told you, what day it was. Make sure you have it all down because they're they're gonna try to fight you on it if you're already dealing with the issue they're gonna try to come at you hard so you want to have your proof you want to say hey this is what i was told on this day by this person and i feel like that personally violates this guideline you should pull up the state guideline and regulations because i did that today i did that with my boss she was trying to say well that seems like that's what the union is putting out and we don't necessarily side with the union and I was like, no, they're direct quotes from the California Public Health Department. So it's a state regulation. Yep. But of course, you know, to touch back on some of the other experiences that me and Latoria have had prior to this COVID situation, because we are so passionate and because we want to speak up and we don't feel like you're going to silence our voice, but no one else speaks up. Now we're like the problem child in the office were not very well liked by management and you start to feel like now you're an, you're a tart, you're a direct target for abuse. Mm -hmm. That's, that's essentially how I've started to feel like, because I decided to use my voice. Now all eyes are on me and you're critiquing everything that I do. And one thing I've tried to get across is you can't critique the way that I do my job. Like I might, I might get bitchy because I don't like what you're doing, but I'm making sure my job is done. Don't ever try to critique my work performance. Correct. Correct. And I even addressed the fact that I feel like I'm a target with management. And I was told, you know, you can feel however you want to feel, but that's not the case. And, <clears throat> you know, there's a point where 
people in the office have noticed, you know, the targeting and things, and they're not even people who are in my area. They're not people that work closely with me and they're noticing um, things that I'm expressing. And so if everyone is noticing it and I'm reporting it and I'm speaking on it, then how is it just in my imagination? And so I really feel like we, we have situations where there's gaslighting. It's definitely an abusive relationship with this job. And it's, it's almost like we need it so we can't leave. Mm-hmm. But they basically just try to press the, push the limits of what they can do to us, mm-hmm. what they can throw at us. I mean, um, it's, it's, it's hard. It's been the hardest two years of my life. And I, you know, at some, sometimes I wake up and I'm just like, okay, what can I do to get myself out of bed? And part of it is like, well, I need this paycheck. And then part of me is like, but don't you need your sanity? And I'm telling you, I'm already on a really high dose of antidepressants. (laughs) It can't get any higher. So if I'm still feeling depression from this job, that's speaking volumes because, I mean, I, if medication can't help, then it's, it, this is a lost cause. It's insane because we've already run into issues prior to a pandemic and the pandemic just blew it all up and made it completely evident how much they do not care about us, how much we are not people. We're, we're not people. We're just there to, uh, produce. So we're just there to get the work done. And so for me, like, uh, I try to tell myself, like, Aside from the bullshit, I love what I do. So we work we work directly with the public. I, I love what I do. I love that interaction that I get with the people that I work with. I like being told that I helped them or that I'm like the best person in my role that they've dealt with. It feels good. It feels like you really are making a difference. But then I'm like, I as much as I want to help you and I want to be there for you, how am I, how am I, how am I helping myself by staying here and like putting up with this? And I feel like in that type of job, you're damned if you do, and you're damned if you don't. Like if I do a shitty job, you're breathing down my neck about what I need to have done. But if I do a good job, you throw everybody else's job at me because apparently I can handle it mm-hmm. on top of the shitty things that you do regarding a fucking pandemic. Like we found, I found out two separate people in our office tested positive for COVID and they management still has not said anything about it. This is just talks amongst each other that we found this out. Not to mention that the building has not been shut down. It has not been shut down to be sanitized, which is a state guideline. If the state guideline also says that, they should be notifying us if we were potentially exposed. They don't have to tell us who it was because, of course, it is a violation of HIPAA laws. But they should be saying, hey, somebody did test positive. So these are precautions that you may or may not want to take. Correct. And they're not doing that. So, yes, like I said, um, we support... We're here to tell you we support you. If you're having these type of issues, we believe you. We support you. Try to get help. Try to get help. Try to reach out to the union. Um, If you don't feel like you're getting any support from management, um, definitely, I don't know. I mean, try to get 
other coworkers on board and everything because it's not right. And I know that the type of job we have um, is supposed to be a respectable job. And if this is happening and um, I just figure what's happening in retail stores, what's mm -hmm. happening in, you know, food um, establishments, what's happening at Home Depot, what's happening, you know, in places where uh, you don't necessarily have unions, you don't necessarily, you know, I can only imagine. So we're here to support you if this helps you in any way to not feel alone or like your job is the only one. Uh, nobody was prepared for this pandemic and it shows uh, from presidency down to jobs. Mm -hmm. Nobody cares. Um, but yeah, we just wanted to spread that information because it's something that was weighing heavy on us today. It really was. I mean, it was so bad that it was to the point that, I mean, I called HR. I went through all the steps necessary to figure out what I should be doing. And at some point in the process, I felt like I just had to give up because I was scared that if I continued to press the issue, that management would then try to compile a case to fire me. And I shouldn't be feeling like that. No, you're supposed to be protected, especially in situations where you feel like no one's listening to you. But, you know, our job is a high school. It literally is. And management is the popular clique. And if you disagree with them or you show any kind of um, tenacity or um, ad advocacy for yourself, you're going to be isolated, you're going to be picked on, and you're going to be on everyone's radar. They talk amongst themselves because they're all friends. So when you go to other, um, if you try to go to other positions, that supervisor may have heard about you already just because they were talking about you because they all go to barbecues with each other and hang out and go to meetings that take a whole day when they really didn't talk about anything. So I'm pretty sure they're just shooting the breeze. Um, it's frustrating, uh, but I will conclude there with that. Yeah, especially because I just did that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I Man, her in this phone. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, so on to another issue that has been pegging or plaguing my life. Pegging. Is, she wanted to talk about pegging. Man, dude, don't even. Okay, I was watching Pornhub the other night and something came up that I wasn't even looking for. So, like, why? It was like it was trying to read my subconscious or something, but I don't even remember. Okay, so... I was looking up because lately I've been watching gay guy porn. And so uh, it was fisting, which I have looked up before. And I'm not going to lie. Like, it disturbs me. It disturbs me. And that's why I look it up because it's, like it's like a train wreck. Like I can't, <laughs> can't look, look away. away. But like how is that happening? Because the last time someone stuck their whole fist and arm up my vagina, I was in labor. So... <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sitting there like literally my vagina was the biggest it was and that is why this happened how are you doing this to a normal just regular non dilated non stretched out like asshole even that especially the asshole because there's times I don't know if you're cleaning it like when you go around cleaning it mm -hmm. in the shower but there's times that it feels so tight mm -hmm. 
that you're like, how does anything get in there? Mm -hmm. Like, granted, we've both had anal sex, so obviously we know something bigger than a finger could get in there. But now we're talking about a fist, okay? And I don't even think I have enough junk in the trunk to to cushion no. the pounding <laughs> of an oh, entire yeah. fist. I really didn't mean to get on this topic, but my, my phone thinks it knows me. And maybe it does. I don't know. But back to the topic, he was fisting the crap out of his asshole. And I couldn't stop. I needed to see the end result. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> you needed to see what was going to happen when he pulled it out. Yes. No. And because I've seen porn with girls where they're doing that. And they're but like. You've seen where, like, your asshole falls out. <laughs> Basically, they're other assholes. Wait a minute. No, literally, I was watching this video, and this guy. What is it? Anal prolapse? That's what it's called, right? Is it? Yeah, a prolapse. I'm. I haven't seen that yet. I haven't actually seen it, but I've heard about it, and I'm like, oh my god. See, no. I'm, I'm really upset that you said something now, now because now I have up? to fucking look at it. Like I do now. I'm almost probably going to do it right now when you're talking about something just so I can like, <laughs> because it's now it's stuck in my head. Like, because when somebody told me that like your coochie could fall out, like I had to look it up. Like granted, it doesn't fall out. Yeah. It collapses. And mm -hmm. so I, I found that out that it just crumbles on the inside. But I literally was waiting for like a fucking coochie to fall out. And I thought it was going to be those like blood clot oh my God. from the period. Like I thought oh that's God. what I was going to see on the floor. Okay, back to this chick. So he's like, um, and we're going to get off this because I, I meant something totally different. <laughs> but um, he's going to, so he's like fisting her in her ass. He mo removes it. The hole is humongous, okay? I hate then if they go camera view yes. to it. I don't want to see in your body at all. <laughs> the, the second time, I don't want to see in your body. The first time, you're curious, just like how we want to see the inside of pap smears. Yeah. I still want to see that. Yeah. I, I want to see what, what I want to know see. what they're looking at. I want to see what you see. Do you really, like, okay, off topic. <laughs> now, her butthole was like, I think my head could have fit in there. Oh. Like, if I was there, I think I would have tried, like, you know. And, <laughs> <laughs> and so he goes and he sticks one finger in her vagina and the hole closes. Ew! Her butthole just restricts. <laughs> Okay, I don't know what that did. You could have put any item in there and it would have been lost. <laughs> Man, he literally just poked inside her vagina and it just went, <laughs> like, <laughs> and how and why? Like, was it? How did somebody find out that that could happen? I have no idea. I have no idea. And... I also have no idea how the hole was that big and I didn't see any shit. <laughs> like You're like, how did I not see your stomach turning it into shit? Well, here's <laughs> the thing. So where is your shit? Because in my head, your shit hangs out in that area. It's like waiting. Right? So where is it then? Is it like a factory and it's being made and then it like comes into, you know, like what happens? I need to understand these things because this is what's making it complicated and this is what's like turning me off of porn because now I'm thinking so technically yeah, I'm like yeah. evaluating porn and 
I don't know. I need to look that up or something or research it because I am so confused. Because I remember, like, because when you fart and it smells, people are always like, oh, you must have a turtle in the cave or something or a bat <laughs> in the cave and stuff like that. And it's like because it's sitting there. So if your asshole was that open and it's not sitting there, where was it? <laughs> like, they probably didn't eat for like 48, 72 hours. Man, I literally, I mean. Well, because I mean, you have heard people doing all that flushing, getting everything out. But I'm like, I feel like at some point, though, there would still be something. 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 Because your like, body's always trying to digest what you put in it. So eventually it's going to come out. So like you're saying, yeah, where is it? Where did it go? Ghost poop? No, yeah. So now in my head, like, there's a little factory in your stomach. And they're like... It's just, hold on. Yeah. Oh, not yet. They can't like, release it yet. And so I'm like seeing a conveyor belt. And then they're like rolling the poop into like the turd. <laughs> and then like... And then it's getting like shooed out into your ass. Like now that's in my head. There's like little fucking poop fairies in your stomach like making it and they were just like yeah the factory's been shut down for a while she hasn't been eating it happens like i now that's in my head stop laughing but <laughs> you said there's people rolling the poop <laughs> <laughs> it's like a conveyor belt. Someone's putting in like the corn and the green. Oh my beans. god! Just <laughs> <laughs> the way Latoria is talking. So uh, we must have COVID. What kind of thoughts are even happening? <laughs> I don't even know what to say, but that's what was going on in my head. So. I, anyways, <laughs> this is very off track because I already know that this was not where she was intending to go, but she accidentally said pegging, so. <laughs> I don't even remember where I was. Oh, plaguing. Plaguing? plaguing. That's what she meant Something's to say? been plaguing my. Plague, plague? Plaguing? Oh, uh, okay, I know what you mean. <sighs> Look, I didn't go to school. <laughs> um, Shut the fuck up. <laughs> so. We were having an, okay, so I was having an issue. Um, of course, I have a, a child with um, this person that I used to know. And <laughs> um, so uh, a girl is now, I guess, his girlfriend, which I wasn't told, which it, it doesn't matter. But my son has actually been around her. And uh he knows that that's dad's girlfriend and everything like that and the only reason i felt it was disrespectful one because just in january and february um he was propositioning me for casual sex so either if you were with this person you didn't care enough about her to where you were willing to have sex with other people. And so that means that it's probably inappropriate that my son was around this person that you're pretending to care about. I don't know. That's just how I feel. And then if she wasn't around during that time, that was six months ago. So you just met her, which means it Why probably... meet your son? Right. Which is probably too soon. So either... It's too inappropriate or too soon for you to be positioning her as daddy's girlfriend and we're going to be holding hands and kissing in front of him and everything because is she going to be here in a few months? I think another side to that is because when you were telling me about it, 
is that you asked Grayson about it and mm. he he looked like he didn't want to answer you. So it's clear that his dad let him know, hey, this is my girlfriend, but make sure your mom doesn't know. Yeah. Which then you're like, why? Yeah. Why? Yeah, which is... And why are you making a six-year-old keep a secret? Exactly. And, you know, I thought we were at a co-parenting um, level because I tell people, like even people that I'm talking to, I'm like, me and my co-parent, We co-parent so well, like we're on the same page. Like, yeah, we have fights because, you know, we just grew up in different situations, but I was really thinking we were on this level of co-parenting. And so for this to happen, I'm like, so the respect's not there. Like I knew you didn't respect me when we were together, but my God, like respect me as your child's mother. This is ridiculous. And another thing is when, cause he has a previous daughter And when I was with him, the mother wasn't really in the picture. She was off trying to chase men and get her life together. And that's what was important with her. And with him, he was going to school and working at the same time, but in Sacramento. And so he was spending most of his time in Sacramento. So ultimately, I was raising this little girl during the week by myself. You know, I was mom. There was no mom and there was no dad in the picture. And so I'm raising this child. And so I know how he operates. And I wanted the chance to be able to speak with him and tell him, um, my son has a mother, a very active mother, an overly active mother. I do not want you trying to um, trying to um, force this woman to take my place the way you were forcing me to take your other baby mom's place. He literally told me, you have to be mom because this girl's not here. And that's not the logic. The logic is I need to make this girl feel like shit for not being there for her daughter. And I'm glad you're stepping up. But no, he was literally telling me like, you need to take her place. And I'm like, wait a minute. I I didn't ask for any of this. I I want to be a support I don't want you guys to throw this on me. Mm -hmm. And I want this girl to be a support. Like you be a support for us, but don't try to take roles. Don't try to do disciplining, like talk to us about it and everything. I just don't want you overstepping your boundaries the way he forced me to overstep mine, which also caused tension between me and the other baby mom Mm -hmm. and was ultimately really bad for his child. Mm -hmm. She was stuck in the middle of us fighting because I'm trying to play mom and you don't want to be mom because you're too busy trying to chase dick and get married and I'm the only responsible party here. Mm -hmm. And it was really toxic. And so I just feel really, really disrespected. Well, yeah, especially because like you're saying, you know exactly the role that he tried to put you in when he only had one kid. Mm-hmm. So now he, there's also your kid, and it's like, are you going to try to mold this person into that? Because I'm sorry, my kid has a mom. He's with me most of the time. So you don't need to step in and play house and think you're about to be stepmom because this motherfucker told you that. No, mm-hmm. that's not how it's going to work. And if he, as a father, had any type of, I don't know, respect for his role and for his child he wouldn't be introducing that person to his kid because you have no idea what's going to come of that. And again, we talked in a previous episode where kids get attached and your son very much does. He wants to play with everybody and everybody to be his friend and it's all fun. 
you cannot be doing that with somebody that may or may not be temporary, which to me, she already seems like it. Because like you said, if she was around at the beginning of the year, you didn't give a fuck about her because you were trying to fuck your son's mom mm-hmm. still. And if not, if you weren't dating her then, then you just started dating her recently and you're bringing her around everybody. Like, that doesn't make sense. That seems very irresponsible. That's reckless. Yeah. And here's the thing, and, and it's not me trying to be on a high horse, um, I literally have not brought men that I was dating around my son. The The men that my son knows of are friends. Um, whether me and this friend have had sexual relations, it's not presented in front of my son. Mm-hmm. We only will do anything sexually or even kiss or hug when my son is not here. When my son is here, we're friends, and that's all you're going to see. You're not going to see mommy kissing a whole bunch of guys. You're not going to see mommy cuddled up on the couch with her friend and then another friend next week. You're not going to see that. So either friends that we don't show that display of affection in front of each other or my friends that are gay. So obviously they're not not seeing that. uh, My son's not seeing that expression in front of them or He's just completely gone when I have my hookups, when I have my dates. I literally give people the schedule. I'm like, I have my son these days. I cannot see you under any circumstances. Do not ask me. Do not pressure me. Do not do any of that. But these are the days that I don't have my son. So, yeah, we can meet up. You can come over. We can do this. Um, And it's so frustrating because I'm taking that stance because I don't want to see, I don't want my son to just see a whole bunch of people coming in and out of my life. I don't want men coming in over my son. And I definitely don't want him as a young man to see his dad just dating here. Oh, I'm going to drop her. Now I'm going to date her. I mean, think about it. If I said okay to having sex with him casually my son would have what thought we were getting back together. Mm-hmm. How confusing mm-hmm. because we would have both been together. So who, who would my son have been with while we were shacking up or he was spending mm-hmm. the night? My son would have been so confused. And then obviously there's this girl on the side. So you leave mommy's house and, and then you have this girlfriend. And then still. you have this girlfriend still. That is the wrong message. And it, it's so disrespectful. I asked him to talk about it. He said, we'll talk later, which we haven't. So it's not going to be brought up. But at the end of the day, this has nothing to do with him and everything to do with my son because I'm a mama bear to the end. And I don't even know this girl. Like, are you nice? Mm-hmm. Like, do you How have are you kids? talking to my son? How are you him? talking to my son? I mean, I don't, I don't understand. I really don't, and it's just really frustrating, and I feel so alone in that, and... So what kind of... I'm sorry, and of course, I'm going to put it on her, which we don't like people to do in society, but Mm -hmm. still, you have a part in this, too, and so what kind of female are you that you're willing to come into this relationship, and you meet his kid, you know damn well he has a kid, but you're never, ever bothering to be like, maybe I should talk to his mom, Mm -hmm. maybe I should talk to your son's mom, because I am around him, so I want to kind of know what she's like and what rules she wants for him or boundaries. That's a normal person that's going to be around a kid be like, well, how does their mom feel about it? Yeah. Yeah. But if you're not doing that again, you're just a temporary ass bitch because you're not even thinking about the long run. No, exactly. Nobody is. No. Yeah. I'm sorry. If that's some girl that you're just fucking, then just fuck her. Don't bring her around your son. Exactly. You have like three to four days where you don't have him 
you can see her then the way that I do. I make booty calls wait. I make the daddies wait. I make everybody wait. My son is here. Like, I don't, I can't deal with you right now. And don't be texting and calling me because I'm spending time with my son. And it just, it just feels so disrespectful. Not only that, but he previously was asking me to um, give him half the child support back so that he can get a brand new car and stuff. But my family who are still friends with him on Facebook are sending me pictures where he's going like all over the world with this chick. And I'm like, so you were going to take money from your son to get your car fixed and all this stuff, but you're, you're going places with this girl. Like, well, to take this girl somewhere when you could be taking your son somewhere. Exactly. So it makes me mad because I feel it's just like his daughter's mom. Instead of worrying about your kid and worrying about getting yourself together and all of that, you're out chasing pussy. She was out chasing dick. I had her kid for almost three years and she came back married. And I'm like, when did you get married? Like, and why did this motherfucker marry you knowing you have a kid that you are not around? Exactly. Again, who are these people? And so I feel the same way with him. Like, I, you're, you're trying to get me to lower the child support, which I do everything for him. So I don't even know why you would want that because I have to take care of him as well. I have a majority of the time. Um, but you're chasing pussy and inviting her to places and going places. And, you know, he goes to the San Francisco games and stuff when that happens. And he's like, oh, my friends paid for it. They didn't pay for the gas. They didn't pay for food when you were getting food. Like, stop chasing stuff and handle your business. You think I'm happy not ever going on vacation or not doing any of this? No, but I need to take care of my home before I take care of my pussy. Well, he's not he's not considering the reality of life. And it's that if you wanted to continue doing those things and live freely and spend your money how you want to, you shouldn't have had kids. Mm -hmm. Because now when you have kids, your kids should be your priority. It sounds bad to be like that kind of shit stops when you have a kid, but it kind of does. It does. It does. And if you're still going to do that, it becomes a family event, not a boy's trip, not a relationship trip. It becomes what can I do to include my child? Yeah, once in a while, okay, you're going to maybe have drinks with friends and your kid's not going to be there. But you're living life as if you are a single 21-year-old. And mm -hmm. you're not. You have two kids. Yep. You can't be here, there, and everywhere. You got a child that you need to be spending time with. Exactly. And and that's where my anger comes from. And, you know, it has nothing to do with me wanting to be with We've been apart for five years now. It's It's nothing like that. It's just... I feel like I'm struggling so much and he's just living life. And I know a lot of single moms feel like this because you just kind of get all the responsibility and then you're seeing videos or you're listening to them and they're like, I'm at the, I'm at the Frisco game. I'm in Disneyland. I'm, you know, in at the beach, I'm with Bay. I'm with this person. And you're like, wow, because I haven't been able to do any of that. Mm -hmm. at all mm -hmm. since I pushed this child out, you know, and it's just, it just sucks. And then, um, for him to ask for stuff, even with everything I'm doing, like lowering the child support, like how dare you even ask me for anything? Well, the other side to this that I was also thinking about is he's doing the bare minimum. Realistically mm -hmm. he is, um, 
But of course, he's going to get so much praise from the people he knows. Like, oh my God, for the time that you spend with your son, if you took a good picture with him on a good day, oh, you're such a good dad. Meanwhile, you as the mom who's living with him like day in and day out, you're spending more time with him. You're the one having to do school with him. You're the one having to discipline him. You're the one having those life talks with him as he grows through different phases. But you're not going to get any of that credit because, oh, well, you didn't post that. You didn't have like a mm -hmm. nice, cute moment with him like his dad just did. Yeah, his dad gets to have all the cute moments with him because I'm the one struggling. Yeah. No, that's true. There was a, there was a Facebook um, in one of my mom groups, I'm so old, like I'm in mom groups. So, so it sounds mm -hmm. funny to me, but you know, they were saying, uh, you know, moms are struggling and stuff. And then dad gives the baby one bath and takes a picture while he's giving him a bath or her a bath and they're praised. Mm -hmm. But all week we were giving baths and he just happened to do it that one day. And all of a sudden he's a, he's an amazing father. And I'm like, but what about the six days that I was giving them a bath, mm -hmm. you know? And it's like, moms aren't usually in front of the camera because they're usually behind it, taking all the pictures, doing all of those things. And, you know, Dads have this perceived freedom and it's almost like you are the responsible party. Like dads want rights to, you know, for custody and everything like that. But when dads leave homes, the kid stays with the mom, just regardless, they just, they'll leave, they'll pack their stuff and like, I'm out of here and they'll leave and just leave the kid. And you're like, okay, well, I guess you just assume I'm supposed to take care of them. Like, I love my son, but the double standard is so ridiculous because I work so hard to be a perfect mom and he gets him a few days out of the week and they just have fun all day and all in those two days and they post pictures and everyone loves it and oh my god you're such an amazing dad and stuff and I'm like well what about the time he had the 104 fever for a week and I had to lose my work and my pay because his dad wouldn't take off to take care of him so I'm not getting paid a whole week. Plus I'm running him to the ER and everything like that because my son gets febrile seizures. And so they need to be monitored. And I'm like, no one praised me for that because I mean, he's my son. I should have been doing that. I should have taken off. Of well, that, that brings back to that, that saying, right. I, I mean, I might be saying it wrong, but something about like, you, you're not going to praise a fish for swimming. Like that's what mm -hmm. it does. Yeah. That's what it's supposed to do. So why am I going to tap you on the back for being a dad? You're supposed to be a fucking dad. Like, mm -hmm. I don't understand. But, of course, don't look at you that way. Like you just said, well, you're his mom. You're supposed to be doing yes. that. Okay, well, as his dad, he's supposed to be doing something, too. Why is it all me? Yes. And society looks at it like that. However, however they want to say they okay, don't. Okay, but it's fine with these gender roles. Like, men get extra pay, and men do this, and men do that. But then when we look at a family situation, a woman is supposed to do this, and is supposed to do that. Bitch, no, okay, whatever. Mm -hmm. So, men get to be, like, higher up in society, and then in this type of role, it's all about the woman needs to do it all. I'm sorry, how is this adding up? Exactly. How is any of it adding up? Exactly. The, the best explanation I can ever find about a role, a woman's role with children and work and all of those things is the Sarah Jessica Parker movie. I forget what it is, where she's a lawyer 
and she has a family and they don't want to promote her because women will put their family first mm. and they'll miss important meetings to go to soccer games and stuff. But men have the freedom to um, be like, oh, I'm going to miss that game or I can't make it because the woman's at home taking care of the kids because it's their responsibility. I forget what that movie is, but that was the perfect explanation of how the world looks at it us really as mothers. Is. It really is. And it, it makes a lot of sense that, yeah, you wouldn't want to you wouldn't want a woman in a role of power because mm -hmm. you're like, mm, she has a family. She might do this. exactly, Or like if you're younger, mm, but what happens when she wants to have a kid, then she might be out because she gave birth or something. Mm -hmm. It's something, it's so fucking stupid. It is. It is. And it's almost like to climb, you have to have no children, no ties, nothing. You have to be alone and cutthroat to mm -hmm. even make it in this mm -hmm. world as a woman. And I'm not going to do that. I, I'm actually trying to adopt multiple kids so I'm trying to make that my life story not not job and not working and not you know your standards and we talk about breaking gender roles and stuff but we have not broken them we found out how to break them as far as what I identify as mm -hmm. but now if you identify as a woman now you're in a woman's role yeah. if you identify as a man you're in a man's role it's like all you did was categorize yourself again yeah. And so I'm just I'm just really frustrated about that and I I'm pretty sure we're never going to have this talk because he is magically narcissistic when it comes to relationships. <laughs> so I, I'm it's like be a lot of I hear what you're saying, but Exactly. Oh my god, the gaslighting is so real. Mm -hmm. So you're saying you never did this? Mm -hmm. I don't believe that. Mm -hmm. So you're you're going to tell me that you haven't brought anyone around him. Like, it's, it's going to be like that. And it's not even going to get to the point of just realize how I feel. I thought we were on the same page and you just keep slapping me in the face. And we're not together anymore. So it's not fun because it used to be your dick. <laughs> now it's just disrespect. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It's it's so much. It's It's really crazy. I don't, yeah, I don't know. That's just, and it, I, I hate that some people will probably be like, well, that's what comes with it. No, because that's not how things should be. That's not how things should be at all. Nope. My advice is if you're trying to have a child, go to a sperm bank. Honestly. Just do it. I was actually going to do that before I met this guy. And I ended up uh, just, it, my biological clock was ticking. I was like, put a fucking baby in me. Um, I need a child. I'm getting older. I want to love something. Um, and I just did it because, you know, I threw away all my expectations because I really had a sperm bank, like, picked out and everything. I'd win. I'd researched it. And I just happened to fall for this guy. And now look at me. Just look at me. <laughs> like, you left him, but you're still dealing with the bullshit. Because, yeah. again, like we said before, you have a kid with somebody, you're fucking stuck to them. And you're just like, can you be any more stupid? Like, can you <laughs> just use your fucking brain, please? It's not even about me. Don't nobody want you. Whatever. I didn't have it. I don't know what it's like. It's about our kid. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, and you know, I'll be honest. When I had my son... I was so obsessed with my son. Like, I can't even explain 
the way that he just looked. He was so cute. I just wanted to cuddle him all the time. And I was left alone with him a lot because like I said, um, the dad was, you know, off doing his thing. So I had both his daughter and my son majority of the time. So I'm living my life as a single parent, basically. And he would come home and just be in the middle of it. You know what I mean? We were like a happy family. And he'd come and just fuck shit up. He'd fuck up bedtimes. He'd fuck up dinner. He like he just would fuck up stuff. And it so was So he's continuing to fuck everything <laughs> up. He's continuing to fuck everything up. We were like a tiny little three-person family. And then here comes this person, like bedtime, whatever. Let me like wake this baby up. Oh, I'm tired. Here's the baby. Like stay up and take care of this this baby that was just sleep. Like, it was so frustrating, and... It'd be that that type of situation when he gets home, you're like, ah, fuck, he's here. It, no, it wow, was. fuck, you have to come home. <laughs> he would call me on his way home and be like, I'm headed home, and I'm like, okay, see you, love you. You like, hang up and you're like, I wish you wouldn't come home. I'm like, can I lock the door? Can I lock? No, he has a fucking key. Like, he was so frustrated. Um, and it was just because I was so obsessed with my son. I like, I can't even explain. I'm obsessed with him now. Like, I mean, we basically talk to each other like we're you guys are best friends. A couple, yeah, we really are. And, um. I don't know. I just don't know what to do. But this, if he ends up breaking up with this girl in like a few months and then another one pot, like we're going to have some problems. We're going to have some major problems. They're like, we know where you live. We do. <laughs> and I don't honestly, and I'm going to put I'm it gonna pop up and I'm going to knock on the door like, mm, so you just thought you were going to bring <laughs> another one in. <laughs> you thought y'all was going to get cozy. No. <laughs> Man, then I'm going to be the ex from hell. Because then when you walk up with this chick and I meet her for the, the first time. I'm going to be the ex from hell and I ain't never dated them. <laughs> You're going to be like, another one? What? And then you, oh, for real? You just start naming people for no reason. What happened to Jessica? I'm going to be like, <laughs> what's that movie? Fuck. It's like a Medea movie. The mom's got cancer. She ends up dying. And she's, they're trying to get all the kids together so that she could tell them. But it has Tiana Taylor in it. Is it the she, family reunion? Is it? No, no, no. No. No, no. She's, she plays the baby mama. Like, that's all crazy. Oh, every yeah. Time she shows up, she's like, use a trifling ass father. Yeah. Byron. 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 <laughs> yeah. That's how I'm going to show up. Use a trifling ass father. I am. I'm going to be like, last time it was Jessica. What happened to Trina? What happened to Maria? What, I'm going to just be like that. I'm going to start naming all the names in that song frequently. <laughs> Oh my so, god. Yeah, <laughs> oh my god. That no, that would be so that would be so funny because I definitely would do something like that, especially if some other chick just walked up. But you know, my son is sweet. He's at a place where he's sweet. Like we went to a um the gas station and I went in the back seat with him because I was waiting for the gas to pump and he unbuckles himself, gets out of his car seat and sits next to me. And I'm like laying on the seat, half out the car, half in the car. And he puts his arm around me to continue watching his TV. Like he's just so sweet. I don't need him being a womanizer because he's going to love one woman because he already loves one woman. You know what I mean? And so that's my goal. I don't know. I mean, my kid is an asshole too. Like, don't get me wrong. I mean, like, I'm not trying to make it look like he's an angel. 
the other night, uh, we were trying to, we were playing his video game and I told him it was bedtime. And he was like, someone needs to talk to God about this nighttime because I'm tired of this shit. And so I'm literally sitting there like, excuse me. And he's like, I'm tired of this shit. Why do I always have to go to bed? And I'm like, wait a minute, we aren't just going to go past that. Like, you just aren't up here cussing like you're a damn adult. Um, and then you have his little middle, middle finger thing. Oh, yeah. He's like, uh. And that's his thing when he's, like, showing you his middle finger, which he's been doing frequently for some reason. I don't know. My kid's an asshole. I love him to death, though. Um, and I just definitely... Uh, want respect. I don't know. And I need you to have a kid so you can feel my pain. Man, shut up. <laughs> I do. I'm waiting for the day. Man. And, oh, you won't be able to drink. Uh, it depends on how. Don't. Don't. <laughs> don't. <laughs> depends on how soon it is. We could have some some toppers, like, finally, yeah, I can't wait, and I'm going to be in the delivery room. She's not going to let me in there, but I'm going to be in there. And like, I mean, it's going to be like one of those Disney movies where I'm dressed up as a nurse, and I'm just in there for no reason. You got to calm down, because then somebody's going to be like, is she trying to spill the baby? You know what? I might. No. Babies have that new smell. Even though where they come out of, it's this beautiful, like, new smell they I've have. I've heard that. Yeah. And it's like, how could something so beautiful come out of something, like, so chunky and nasty? Because they come out with, like, this white film on them. Oh, uh, yeah. And you're like, ew, what is that? <laughs> like, yeah. It's so disgusting. It's like a whole bunch of just discharge all over them. It's so gross. Ew. No, that's what it really looks like. It's so nasty. Um, We actually are going to be concluding this soon because we're running over time and Yesenia has a dick appointment. <laughs> we need to get her to the dick appointment and I have to go finish resting because I'm pretty sure I'm dying of COVID. And who knows if he's even going to give me the dick. He might just be weird. What do you mean? I don't know. You, I, you... It's a talk for another day. What? It's. I mean, the dick is included, but it might come with like more that I'm like I don't want to deal with that. I hate these expectations, like. Cause it was something about, but we need to have a serious talk. I was like, what? Talk the about fuck, what? Bro? Okay, you talk to me while it's in my mouth. Well, he, I said, are we really gonna do a lot of talking? He said, well, my dick's inside you, maybe. So I don't know. Maybe the conversation will go if okay if that's how it is. Well, it depends on what he's talking about because I could turn into the Sahara really fast. Yeah. Like, I mean, it could be wet as shit, and then you say something. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah. We didn't talk about that. <laughs> oh my god. That is a whole... Some wet-ass pussy. That is a whole conversation down to how amazing that video is, the amount of lyrics that just resonate with me, and the fact that uh, Kylie Jenner shouldn't have been in it. <laughs> um, I'm just going to put that out there. I don't I don't care if you're team Kylie. Uh, I know that Cardi was trying to say she wanted some badass bitches of all types in there but there really are self-made badass bitches that weren't riding mommy's coattails and i 
I feel like that's the devil what works hard, but Chris Jenner works harder. Man, because if you think about it, when we were watching the show, Kylie and Kendall were too young to even do anything. Mm-hmm. So once they got famous, they already was writing on their mom. They were writing on Rob. They were writing on Kim. They were writing on everybody. So this isn't a self-made situation. So yeah, she's a bad bitch because she was raised to be a bad bitch. I want to see the people that came from the hood. She also paid for that body too. She did, you know, and and that's the thing too. Like we don't have anything against plastic surgery because God knows I've been trying to get my mommy makeover for the last year. But the thing is give credit where credit is due. It has nothing to do about race. It has nothing to do about any of that. But she even got the billionaire title taken from her and the self-made title taken from her because you have to look at it. You're not either one of those things. Mm -hmm. And I want someone from the hood. Cardi is from the hood. Megan is from the hood. They made themselves. And you made her like a highlighted. And let's just put it out there. Megan also got a degree. Yeah, and so does Cardi. Wasn't she in, like, political science or something like that? I don't remember. Yeah. But I know Megan died because that was recently. She was, like, still in school. So it's like, these are bitches that are bad because of the way they look, the way mm-hmm. they talk. But, bro, they're they're in their bag, not just for talking right. some shit. Like, they've got other stuff going on, too. Right. And then she was just a highlighted point of the video. Like, the music went down and everything, and she's just walking in the hallway. And I'm like... Did we just give her a fucking red carpet in this video? Like, I know, uh uh-uh, because we didn't give Normani a red carpet. I know, she was at the end just fucking it up, but I was like, could she have had her moment too? Could we just take that, because that was a wasted section. It really was. Just like in um, Ariana's God is a Woman, there's this section where there's like gophers like screaming. Yeah, no, I can show you the video. It was such a wasted moment. That didn't even need to be there. Can we just take that out? Because clearly nobody was singing. There was no music. So we could just take that out and then just continue. Like the, the music video. It is the craziest thing. Um, but I'm here for the Viola Davis memes. When they were memeing her on Kylie's body. I'm like, hell yeah. Because <laughs> Viola Davis's body is stacked. Man. She is stacked. Man. And there, I was watching How to Get Away with Murder when she was with Nate. I don't know if you've seen it. I haven't. A chocolate, sexy-ass, muscled uh, character. And he, she was sitting on the table in her bra and a skirt. And he was eating her out. And you just seen her curvy-ass body and his muscled-ass body on his knees. And I was like, Goals. Like, that's goals. Like, I want to look like that, and I want that doing that to me. Like, I, that's what I want. And so, it was the most beautiful thing I'd ever seen in my life. They were dark and chocolate and shiny, and I was just like, mm, mm, mm. Like. <laughs> On that note. <laughs> okay, really, now now we're leaving. Um, okay, so thank you for listening again. We'll come back for um, Thursday. We'll have, like, an update on everything, and... We'll let you guys know if we ended up catching COVID. Um, We'll also revisit topics we said that we were going to talk about and we didn't end up talking about. But look, okay, these are some pressing-ass issues. I I mean, we had to take that moment to talk about fisting, because... Oh, yeah, we did. (laughs) Yeah, we did. I just felt like that was needed. Okay, so thank you, you guys. We'll see you later. 
Bye.